Good morning and welcome to a Saturday morning, October the 2nd edition of the Christian Underground News Network. I'm your host, Kurt Chamberlain, along with your co-host, Pastor Dick Chamberlain. And we are delighted you've joined us again today for uh, uh, our ongoing series, Mysteries of the Gospel. Uh, today, we're going to be covering a very, very important subject. Um, pastor has chosen the mystery of the rapture. Um, and we, we've discussed this, Pastor, that uh, it's a great subject, uh, especially now uh, in light of all the current events and also in light of the fact that it seems that many Christians are often confused about uh, the difference between uh, the rapture and the actual return of Christ to earth. A lot of times they get that that uh, eschatology confused. And so uh, I'm glad we're going over this today. I'm sure you'll clear up the differences for us. And uh, hopefully uh, we'll get some really good information out of it. I know I know that we will. Uh, before we begin, I'd like to uh, kind of keep our listeners updated on a couple of things. Uh, tonight we will be uh, having another segment of uh, instruction on what is a parable uh, with Lucas Doremus. Uh, so we'll be looking for that tonight. Also, we've added a couple of new countries and I don't know if I, if I put this in our last broadcast, but, um, Russia is now listening in the Tomsk Oblast and now Norway. So we are thrilled that, uh, that we're continuing to, to see, uh, overseas countries uh, we're, we're, we're getting, we're, we're getting more listeners, every, it seems like every week. Yeah. Uh, so our, our, the gospel is spreading far and wide. So uh, we, we welcome Norway and Russia to our listening audience. We're glad you're with us and we hope you stay with us and be blessed. Yeah. Uh, with that being said, uh, I'm going to pass the mic over to you, pastor, and clear up some of the um, confusion for us between the rapture and the return of Christ. Well, you, you, you took uh, two minutes to do my introduction. Actually, actually two minutes and 27 seconds. Okay. <laughs> okay. If you can't have, have fun studying the scriptures, <laughs> what's wrong with You're you? You're lucky I kept it to two minutes and 27 seconds. I know so. it. I know. <laughs> yeah. And, you, and uh, as always, or most of the time, uh, when she's feeling good, my wife is sitting to my right hand at around the dining room table. And if you hear her giggle occasionally, it's, it's just a wonderful thing to hear. I tell you, <laughs> nobody does it better than she does. All right. So uh, why do we call the rapture a mystery? First of all, let's do a review. The word mystery appears some 19 times in the, in the New Testament. Um, it's, uh, well, actually 24 times. Uh, when you count the uh, plural uh, mentions. All right, so what is a mystery? The Greek word is mysterion, and according to Colossians chapter 1, uh, oh, about verse 26, uh, you get the definition of a mystery, and a mystery is something that has been hidden in the past, but is now made manifest. And so today we're going to talk about, we've talked about the uh, the mystery of the gospel, 
Uh, and and I, what were the other mysteries that we talked about? Anyway, we talked about a couple of mysteries, and and we come to this mystery, which is probably my favorite one to study. Uh, and as we go along, I'll tell you why. And Curtis, you're right. Uh, many many people, Christians, uh, because uh, prophecy is not taught a lot in uh, many, many, many churches because it's a, it's a subject that they want to, uh, they don't want to work on. I've gotten many questions through the years yeah, and, and can come to realize a lot of Christians are just confused about the eschatological impact of both the timing of, of both of them and so on. So That's right. I'm glad we're going over this today. All right. So we'll start in first Corinthians 15. If you have your Bibles, open it to first Corinthians chapter 15, Paul's first epistle to the church at Corinth. And I love the cha- uh, the 15th chapter of 1 Corinthians. I love the whole word of God. But 1 Corinthians 15 starts out with the simplest explanation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yeah. It says in verse 1, it says, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel. And it's, and and here it is. It's as simple as it can possibly be. He says, I declare unto you the gospel, which I preached unto you, which also you have received and wherein you stand by which also ye are saved. If you keep in memory, what I preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain. In other words, uh, unless you've believed in something that's unprofitable, if, if you've done that, then you're not saved. You must believe in the gospel and its simplicity. Then he says this, For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received. See, he says, I'm saved. <laughs> huh. and, he, and he got this gospel from God, which I also received, how that Christ, number one, died for our sins, according to the scriptures. And that he was buried. That's number two. And that he rose again the third day, according to the scriptures. Now that's as simple as it gets. What must I do to be saved? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. What do I believe? Believe that he came and died for our sins. Because we're all sinners. That he was buried. That's important because some of the disciples on the, after the third day came to the grave and it was empty. And it, it, he, he, he died for our sins that he was buried and that he rose again from the dead. Now, third day. according to the scriptures. And so that's the simplicity of the gospel. Now, Paul goes on to talk about life and death in the Christian life. Uh, and uh, and he let's go to verse 26 of chapter uh, um, verse 24 25 for he must reign till he hath put all enemies under his feet who the Lord Jesus Christ Mm -hmm. the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death wow and that's our enemy it is yeah it sure is it's the wages of sin that's exactly what the Bible says. The wages of sin is 
death is what we deserve. Mm -hmm. And by the way, that's an eternal death in the lake of fire. Yeah. As the book of Revelation tells us. And so he says this, the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death, for he hath put all things under his feet. God knows everything from the beginning to the end and from before that and after that. And when all things shall be subdued unto him, then shall the Son also himself be subject unto him that put all things under him, that God may be all in all. So uh, this is how important your salvation is. And who runs the show uh, in your life now is God, uh, uh, under uh, Jesus Christ, under God, the Father. Then he goes and says this, verse 45, 1 Corinthians 15. Well, it's, I mean, there's, there, there's so much more about the resurrection, but talking about the body, he said it is of, of man. It said it is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. There's a natural body. There's a spiritual body. And so it is written, the first man, Adam, was made a living soul. And the last Adam, meaning Christ, was made a quickening spirit. Howbeit that uh, that was not first which is spiritual, but that which is natural, and afterward that which is spiritual. So you're born naturally. You're born with a sin nature. You live under a sin nature, and the only and the only thing that will quell that sin nature and conquer it is the blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And when you get saved, uh, you you go from being a natural. Uh, being to a spiritual being. And that happens when you pass from, from death or your earthly life ends in death unto life eternal somewhere. Yep. And that's where we're going with it. Okay. Okay. The first man is of the earth earthy. The second man is the Lord from heaven. Then he says this, verse 50. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Neither doth corruption inherit incorruption. And then he says this, Behold, I show you a mystery. Yep. Boy, I hope that awakened you. There's a mystery coming up. And Paul says, I'm going to show it to you. And he says, I'm showing it to you because it was not previously made known to man. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the first mention of it in the Bible. Mm -hmm. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, or that is die a natural death. That's right. But we shall all be changed. Uh -huh. Wow. Wow. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible. That, mean those, that means those who have died in the faith, the dead shall be raised incorruptible. And we, those of us who are alive at this event, mm -hmm. shall be changed. So my grandparents, both Kreider and Chamberlain, who have deceased, they are deceased. They right are now. deceased. Uh, their bodies, their actual physical bodies, are in the ground. That's it. They have not been reunited with their spiritual That's bodies. That's exactly right. Uh, but 
to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So their so, spirit is with the Lord. The Lord now, but their body at some point in time will be reunited with their spirit, but glorified. Absolutely. Okay. That's the way it works. Right. And do you're, do you're going to explain to us when that happens, aren't you? Oh, you're doing a pretty good job. <laughs> okay. And then it says this, for this corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortal must uh this mortal must put on immortality so when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption and this mortal shall have put on immortality then shall be brought to the pass the saying that is written death is swallowed up in victory oh, i love this passage for that oh death where is thy sting oh grave where is thy victory yeah. the sting of sin is death and the strength of sin is the law oh. But <laughs> thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through the Lord Jesus Christ. There's that powerful contrast word again. And then he says this, and therefore, my beloved, and what he means is because of what I've just said to you, this mystery that we shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. And so there it is, the rapture of the church. Now, why do we say rapture when the word rapture doesn't even occur in the Bible, in the English Bible? Well, the word that we use for rapture is a Greek word called uh, it, it's it's harpazo, H A R P A Z O. That's right, harpazo. and it, and it means to catch up, to be snatched away, to be moved with joy into another from one place to another, and that's what that word means. The reason we call it the rapture is probably we get that from the Latin Vulgate, where the Latin word is rapio. And so that's why we get this word rapture. If you look in your Webster's Dictionary, the word rapture means to be caught up, to be uh, with joy uh, and, and ecstasy, and to be caught away into from one place into another. And that's what the rapture is, and that's what's going to happen. Now, listen. Let's turn to let's turn to First uh, Thess First Thessalonians chapter four. Because there's another scripture that, that describes the rapture, and I think more completely. First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13 says this, But I would not have you be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that is, dead in Christ, like your grandparents, Curtis, who were all saved concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. You know, Titus chapter 2, verse 13 tells us that we're to be looking for that blessed hope. Yes. And glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, which, by the way, happens to be two events. The blessed hope is the rapture, the glorious appearing is Jesus' return to earth. Two separate events. Two separate events. And we're about to get into this. Oh, am I ever going to finish this, Kurt? 
I, you know, I know that you'll get there. It might be next week. It'll, it'll be next week, probably. Then he says this, for if, in verse 14, verse less than only is 4, 14, if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. That's the current saved dead. That's exactly right. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain under the coming of the Lord shall not prevent or go ahead of them that were asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then... We which are alive and remain shall be caught up. There's your word harpazo. That's our English word rapture. Shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Now, why do I emphasize those two expressions? Because this is the rapture and Jesus does not come down to earth. In the rapture. So he does, this is not his return to earth. That's exactly right. Now, this, this is a, a partial appearing, basically. Yeah, this is a preceding event. Yeah, that's right. Which is separated by quite a number of years, by the way. Yeah. Okay. And we're going to talk about that yeah. as we go on. So, anyway, it says, and it, we're going to. Uh, Where are you? Where, huh? Where are you again? I, I'm in verse 17. Okay. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. If I ever need comfort in this life, I go to these two scriptures. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Lord. I know that you're going to come for me. I know that because I believed the gospel. And it's going to happen. Whatsoever you have promised, you're able to perform. For known unto God are all his works from the beginning. He, he knows when the rapture is going to happen. We don't. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk more about that in another session, probably next Saturday when we're talking about um, uh, signs. Yeah. Well, yeah. is there a sign about the rapture? Uh, well, let's... But we know that the Jews require a sign. Yep. See, you're getting into my next week oh, with Sharon sorry. Ann. The Jews require a sign, but the Greeks seek after wisdom. That's right. And Jesus said, there shall no sign be given to this generation, but the sign of Jonas the prophet. Mm -hmm. Well, what's the sign of Joseph, Jonas and the prophet? He died particularly in effect but not in actuality when he, when the whale swallowed him. Mm -hmm. And how long was he in the whale? Three, three days and three nights. And then what happened? The whale barfed him up on the, on the, on the land. Mm -hmm. And so this was a picture of the death and burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And that's what we all need to believe. And then, then we can have uh, comfort, encouragement with these prophecies concerning the catching away of his saints. I got a little chart here in front of me, Curtis. And uh, and here's how we can discern between 
the rapture of the church and the return of Jesus Christ. Notice that both letters are his. Uh, we we uh, often referred to his refer, to his return to, uh, to the earth as the second coming of Jesus Christ, and it, and indeed it is. He came to earth once; he's coming to earth again. But that's not in the rapture. That's right. Now, turn quickly and keep your uh, keep your uh, pencil or your bookmark in First Thessalonians four and turn to Revelation chapter. 19 and it tells us about the return of jesus christ when he comes back to earth bodily we're going to be reading some scripture quite a bit of it here so so stay with me revelation chapter 19 will begin with verse 11 the apostle john was the human author and he got to see a lot of things in advance that we We'll see in the future. And he said this, Revelation 19, 11, And I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. And he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he that judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and had on his head, and on his head were many crowns, and he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. He was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood. Wow. That refers to his blood sacrifice for the sins of unbelievers. And his name is called the word of God. John chapter one, verse one says it very clearly. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. Mm -hmm. And then we fast forward to first uh, John chapter one, verses 12 through uh, 14 says, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory, mm -hmm. the glory as of the only begotten of the father, full of grace and truth. And so this, uh, this person in Revelation 19 is Jesus Christ by definition. And the armies which were with him in heaven, wait a minute, who were those? Uh -huh. Hey. I'll bet you dollars to know us that those are the people that were caught up in the rapture. Amen. Yeah. Now keep this in mind because it's part of the difference between the rapture and the return. And he says, armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. I don't have to take any more showers, Kurt. Well, well, uh, I should not. Now I do. Okay. Yes, All right. please. And, and out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword. Now, what's the sharp sword? It's the word of God. And with it, he should smite the nations and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he treadeth the winepress of fierceness and the wrath of almighty God. And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Wow. Yeah. That's who that is. That's Jesus Christ. And, and the saints are coming back to earth with him. Mm -hmm. Isn't that something? And he said, I saw an angel standing in the sun. He cried with a loud voice saying to all the fowls that fly in the midst of heaven, come and gather yourselves together under the supper of the great God. Uh, I think I'm going to uh, stop my reading right there. But that talks about his return. If you go to Revelation chapter 20, uh, verses one through three, it says, I saw an angel come down from heaven, 
having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil of Satan, and bound him for a thousand years and cast him into the bottomless pit, shut him up, set a seal upon him that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years should be fulfilled. And after that, he must be loosed a little season. So this and so this uh, verse and, and, and the one following, um, I've got to tell you, it says, uh, I saw thrones, they that sat upon them, judgment was given unto them. I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus, for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. And that's a literal. That's a literal thousand years. And so Jesus returns to earth to set up his kingdom, which will last for a thousand years, what, at which time Satan will be bound and he have no he has no more access to earth until the end of the thousand years. So that's the return of Jesus Christ. The rapture is this. And let me just say this and as quickly as I can because, um, uh, well, no, I'm going to take my time. <laughs> Yeah. The first thing, the, the I, first thing I, I want I knew you, know, you would. The first. <laughs> oh boy, uh, can you imagine what Curtis and I do down in our alliteration room in the basement when we're studying these yeah, things? It's dangerous down there. Oh, I'll tell you, we have such a good time. So, in the rapture, Jesus comes in the air. Mm -hmm. We saw that clearly. That's right. And First Thessalonians 4, we verses 13. Together with him in, in the clouds. clouds. That's right. Yeah. Wait a minute. But in Revelation chapter 19, Jesus comes from heaven to earth. To earth. Oh. With, so the, with his armies. With his armies. And those armies were the ones uh, that he came in the air and snatched up. Yeah. And now they're coming back with him to with earth him. to rule and reign. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And so now you're, you're making my second point. And the rapture, Jesus comes for his saints, the saved of the earth, both, uh, both dead and alive. And in his return, he comes from heaven to the earth with his saints. Do you see the difference? Yep. The rapture he comes, comes for his saints. Yeah, in his return, he comes with. That's right. Can I oh, ask a I, I, I love this. What? What is happening between uh, when he catches us up and graves are open for those who had believed beforehand and who, those believers who were presently. Okay, the question is, what's, what's the What's happening up in heaven before he comes back down literally to earth? That's a really, really good question, which I'm going to answer when I get to it. All right. uh, okay. My wife is so smart in the Bible. She really is. And she said she wouldn't have dated me unless I knew the Bible better than she did. <laughs> wow. She knew the Bible. But we got married anyway. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. goodness. Okay. Now, in the, in the rapture, the saints go up. In the return, the saints come down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
the rapture occurs before the great tribulation mm -hmm. and his return is after the tribulation by the way the rapture signals the end of the church age yeah after the rapture the Jesus, Jesus and his Father God are dealing with the Jews again as an elect nation. Don't you dare be anti-Semitic. That's God's elect nation. So that's part of your answer, Sharon. Okay. okay. In the rapture, we go up in a changed body. With the return, we come down with that glorified body. Mm -hmm. Go up with the changed body, come down with the glorified body. Okay. The, in the rapture, the dead in Christ rise. At his return, they come down with Christ alive. Mm. Yeah. A poem. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so... So now the purpose for the rapture is this. Oh boy, I'm going to give this just these two things here. I'm glad and, you looked at it. I was just getting ready to say one minute, <laughs> one minute, Pastor. In the rapture, he comes to take up his church. In the return, he comes to bring down his kingdom. Yeah. Now. We're going to take a we're going to take a quick pause and answer Sharon's question, kind of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're going to answer it, and we're going to do the best we can uh, because we don't know when the rapture occurs. There's mm -hmm. no time, uh, and that's why we should all be looking for. That's right. Look up. Yep, the blessed hope and glorious appearing <laughs> of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Mm. Okay. Um, so Let's take a break. We'll take a break and we'll be back um, in just a few seconds.